Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan, your host. And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. And the purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss the practical real-world solutions to help your food taste great again. Make your food taste great again. Oh yeah, make it. <laughs> well, if you're not good at cooking and you're still learning, it'll help you make it. Sure. And then if you were already a good cook, it'll help you make it great again. This is why I'm the, <laughs> I'm the host and you're the producer. Well, I need some lines here too. That's yeah. why I say that. Okay. But anywho, back on What are we going to talk about today? Today, we are going to discuss some great quick snack ideas. Okay. And I have actually compiled a non-exhaustive, very limited list. And what I wanted to do is go through these snack ideas and discuss why I like them, what they taste like, what they're good for, like what kind of side effects they're good for, and then how to travel with them, right? That's the whole thing with snacks is that, you know, I was talking about this, that when you go through cancer treatments, you're not just sitting there and waiting and waiting. It's not like you're sitting there, you know, I'm going to go to the spa and get my, you know, infusion while, you know, or I'm going to lay here while the chemotherapy does its, its thing. No, there's a lot of travel. There's a lot of appointments. There's physical therapy. There's emotional counseling. There's all kinds of doctor's appointments and it's travel. Go, 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 Yeah, like it never stopped with my mom. I swear I've never been so, I've had full-time jobs. I've, I've held two full-time jobs at the same time before and I worked less than I did as a caregiver. So. That seems pretty busy. And as it was, you were there. I know. <laughs> it was very busy. All of these recipes are on our website, cookingforchemo.org, and here's how you get to them. Okay? okay, again, this is a non-exhaustive list, just a couple that I picked to go over. You go to cookingforchemo.org. Then what you're gonna do is go into the drop-down menu. It says our resources, go into the recipe hub. Click that button. Then you're gonna scroll down and there's a category called by function, click on that. And then you're gonna click on quick snacks slash easy to reheat recipes. And there is our entire list of all of the ones we have posted. We've actually been posting a lot of new recipes lately on our website, I'll plug that real quick. And also too, I also wanna mention that this isn't an end all beat all list. This is a list of some ideas to help get your juices flowing for things that you like and that work for you and help you maybe think of some things that maybe you didn't think of before or create new snack ideas. Exactly. So let's start with the very first one. Um, <clears throat> so the first suggestion or thing that I like is what I call adult Lunchables, right? Mm, I like so these. I'm a classic millennial. I grew up in the 90s and Lunchables were the thing when you were in elementary school and middle school. That's what you wanted because I had a piece of candy and some crackers and some cheese and some meat and like a little thing to There's play with. There's still a thing. There's still a thing. Yes, I know. <laughs> so anyways, but you know, we upscaled this and we brought it into more of like the adult level, right? So instead of plain crackers, we use rosemary crackers or cracked pepper crackers or water crackers, right? If you have mouth sores, you wanna use like a softer, more buttery type like Ritz cracker. But the idea here is that it's just a, a tasty, good cracker. And then what I do is I recommend that you make a homemade honey mustard, which is literally 50% honey, 50% brown mustard. Sp scrape that onto the cracker. Then you can put like a little piece of ham on there, piece of sharp cheddar cheese, and then my favorite part, which is a hamburger pickle, right? A little slice of uh, dill pickle, you put it right on top. And so the idea here is that you have a quick, easily assemblable type of lunch, right? Something that you can grab and go, okay? And it's something a little bit different and a little more fun than the average like 
granola bar or just a plain Lunchables, the I branded one. I just ate breakfast and now I'm hungry for lunch again. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Well, maybe we shouldn't be on a diet and then we wouldn't be hungry all the time. <laughs> so anyways, adult Lunchables, sounds right? so good. You can change out some of the parts to make them good for mouth sores. You can change out some of the parts to make them good for metallic taste, right? So if we put a pickle on top of it, that pickle cuts through the metallic taste. Also, brown mustard also helps with metallic taste because it's got all that vinegar in there. You sweeten it with the honey, which makes the palate cleansing effect, right? Yeah. A little piece of ham, a little bit of cheddar. Everyone's happy. Everything's better because everything's better when you got the cheddar, right? Yes. And if you're jumping in on this podcast, make sure you go back and listen to our first couple of podcasts where we talk about flavor and flavor perception so you can learn how to adjust these for your own preferences. Exactly. And so if you're going to build this for the go, right? Like on the go, real simple. You can do this all in little Ziploc baggies, little snack baggies, throw 10 crackers in there, cut up your ham, cut up your cheese, cut up your pickles and a little bit of sauce on the side, or you could even omit the sauce if you wanted to, or you could put it as a dipping sauce on the side, That right? is a nice quick snack. Then you don't, you feel obligated to eat like a whole sandwich. You can right. eat them one off as yeah. you're hungry. Cause you know, your appetite, you may not have a full appetite. And so a little, one more bite, one more bite, one exactly. more cracker, one more piece of cheese, one more piece of meat. And this is perfect for something like sitting in an infusion center where they give you a little table and maybe you could bring a little knife. You could just assemble it. People like, welcome to my cooking class. And you could teach everybody else how to make them while you're there. It'd be fun. <laughs> it's self-attainment. Okay, so the next one um, that I really like is, uh, there's a new recipe we posted. It's my corn salsa recipe. Corn salsa, if you've never had it before, it's a lot like, you know, red salsa, right? Or guacamole, you know, it's this typical Mexican fare. What you do is you, you take corn and you roast it, okay? And whether or not you roast it in a pan or in the oven or if you grill it or whatever, it needs to be roasted corn. Then you've got some jalapenos and you've got some lime and some cilantro and some other seasonings. And the idea here is that, you know, corn is tech, people always think of it as a vegetable, but it's actually not a vegetable. It's actually a starch, right? It's more like, it has more in common with rice than it does with broccoli, right? So you've got a nice little carbohydrate there, and then we've got a nice warm flavor, right? We've got these roasted jalapenos, which gives this really nice spicy flavor to it and fills out the flavor profile. And then for metallic tastes, we've got a whole bunch of fresh lime and fresh cilantro, which are two great pairing things. Then we've got grape tomatoes, and grape tomatoes are super savory and delicious. And you can serve it over well, let's start with if you had mouth sores, right? I always say avoid tortilla chips. Well, right. you could put them over fresh pitas, right? You could eat it straight. You could serve it with a little bit of chicken for a little tortillas. protein. Or you could put it into or with uh, a soft tortilla as like a dipping spoon kind of thing. Um, and that's what I love about that recipe. And the idea here is that you just put the corn salsa in its own little resealable container, and then you have whatever you're gonna dip into it or serve with it, like fresh cut flour tortillas, even corn tortillas that were not, you know, deep fried would be fine. We also Pitas. put them on tacos, like, so, like soft tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is what flour tortillas. Yeah. Yeah. You can use well, it as a garnish. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know if you could do tacos on the go though. This is more like about like how could you do this as a quick snack on the go? Well, you could separate it like a lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> you could do cold cold grilled chicken in yeah. your um I'm, this is our sure. ideas podcast. I know. You could do it just like you would the um the cold cuts and sure. do like the cold chicken. I'm, you could also then, do it yeah. the other way around, which would be to um you know, assuming that you're not having trouble with fresh lettuce, you know, and that your immune system is not compromised, you could actually put cold chicken, cold grilled chicken and corn salsa on top of lettuce and make a salad out of it. Add a little bit of, uh, you know, Southwest Ranch. Yeah, add a little like Southwest Ranch. That'd be pretty good. You could add a little, a little black beans on that. See now, now we're talking about lunch here. Mm. 
Okay, so the next one is chicken salad. Uh, this is another new recipe that we posted. Chicken salad, for those of you who haven't had it, is not chicken. Um, it's not chicken in a salad form the way that we normally think about it. Like you, you mean know, on top of like, like romaine lettuce. On top of romaine <laughs> lettuce. It's the old-fashioned way of saying salad, which is like a cold chopped type of food, right? So you've got uh, chicken breast in this recipe. You've also got mayonnaise, we've got a little bit of red wine vinegar, some brown mustard, some onions. So it's literally like chopped chicken into literally. a salad form, like right. kind of like blended. Yeah. And, okay. So it's great. You can increase the amount of red wine vinegar if you've got really bad metallic tastes. You can also, for an interesting texture differentiation, you know, assuming your mouth sores aren't too bad, you could always add pecans, chopped walnuts, chopped pecans. You could also add chopped celery if you are having trouble with uh, mouth sores and keep it interesting. Some people like to put egg in theirs. I don't put egg in my recipe. I think eggs are gross in chicken salad. But if you like eggs, you But can if you like eggs. it, that's all for you, right? <laughs> but what's great about it is that you can just put it in a little container, right? A little fork, get some crackers, get some pitas, get some tortillas, get any kind of carbohydrate delivery mechanism. Heck, if you wanted to keep it all protein and fat, which would be the mayonnaise and the and the uh, the chicken itself, you can eat, you can eat with a spoon. Yeah, uh, you know the grocery store has those little chicken salad packs with crackers, which is where I kind of got this idea. Remember last summer, I was eating yeah. all those chicken salad packs, and then I found out that I really there. I kept doctoring up their chicken salad and I just got so tired of doctoring up someone else's bad chicken salad, sort of making my own chicken salad. And chicken salad's great when it's hot out because it's it's full of protein, it's got all the good fats for you, especially when you're not getting enough calories. It's a great way to get a lot of lean protein and healthy fat in you uh, because most mayonnaise these days is actually made with olive oil, which is everybody's favorite oil. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so the next one is um, tabbouleh. Okay, this one seems a little weird, so. So for most people, this would be weird. So technically, it's a cracked burgle wheat, chopped Italian flat leaf parsley and lemon juice in it. And then a lot of times you can also add grape tomatoes, cucumbers, and red onions to add a lot more body and flavor to it. I do it with cold couscous because cracked burgle wheat is almost impossible to find in America. Unless you go to a very, very specific uh, type of store that caters to people from the Levant and from the Maghreb, which is the Mediterranean area and the, the Middle East. So you basically just can't find But we find try it. to make everything easy, like where you can get at Walmart yeah. or your local grocery store. So anyways, so. you just take some, some basic unflavored couscous or chicken flavored couscous, whatever you want to use. You cook it and then you just chill it in the refrigerator, okay? Then you just add a little bit of chopped Italian flat leaf parsley, a little bit of lemon. And if you want to add the cucumbers, the grape tomatoes, and the red onions, you can add that as well. Um, this seems really good for mouth sores. It's really good for mouth sores. Tons of palate cleansers in there for metallic tastes. It, that, that balance of Italian flat leaf parsley and lemon or cilantro and lime, those are two palate cleansers at the same time. And they really, really help to remove the metallic taste. And the other thing is tabbouleh, you can eat it on its own. Like you can use it with a spoon or a fork, or you can put it into, you can use pitas to pick it out. You know, you can also serve it with that ziki on the side, which is that cucumber and yogurt sauce that I always make. You can do a lot with this and you can use this um, however you want. And the other thing is, it's also a completely vegetarian option. You know, just like uh, the corn salsa is also a completely vegetarian option, this one is a completely vegetarian option as well. Um, but that's what I love about it. It just works for a lot of things. It covers a lot of bases. And how you travel with this is you just literally portion it out into a little hard container and you serve it with a spoon or a fork, or you could bring a little bit of pitas or something on the side for a little bit of extra carbohydrates. But it is all carbohydrates and veggies and mouth uh, palate cleansers and things that are good for not agitating mouth sores. 
So then the next option that I would suggest is hummus. Everyone mm. likes hummus. Hey, it's super popular still. It is super, still super popular. <laughs> I, I'm always surprised. Um, you know, I find foods like usually 10 years before everyone else does. So by the time that everyone else finds out about this, I'm still so excited about it, but I'm still kind of burned out. And then by the time that people stop being excited about something like hummus, everyone's still really excited about hummus. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, I forgot that existed. I, I had that 20 years ago, you know? We've been eating it forever. We've been eating it for 20 <laughs> years. So uh, hummus is ground up chickpeas. That's really all it is. You've, you've got lemon juice in it. You've got olive oil in it. I have a recipe for how to make it from scratch at home. I also recommend trying it uh, a different way, which is what I call cannellini bean hummus, which is a white kidney bean. It's got a lot more protein in it, um, and it's got a better, creamier flavor. It's like the Italian version when, of hummus. Yeah, when you make hummus at home, it almost seems like the cannellini beans, they're, like you just said, they're creamier and they're less grainy. Because yeah, sometimes the yeah. problem with making hummus at home is it can be a little grainy. Right, and that's the problem with eating hummus when you've got really bad mouth sores is that graininess can yeah. agitate. And then, of course, also cooking chickpeas is a major pain in the butt <laughs> if you don't get them canned. <laughs> but you can get your cannellini beans also pre-canned, and you can season it exactly the same way, treat it exactly the same way. It tastes exactly the same except better. It's like, this is better, do this instead, right? So cannellini bean hummus, that's the way to go. But what's great about that, is you can just eat it straight, you can serve it on bread, you can put it on sandwiches as, as a sauce, right? As a substitute for mayonnaise. Uh, you can also eat it straight, or you can dip pitas into it, or chips, or whatever buttery you wanna put crackers. into it. Buttery crackers, whatever works for you, but it's a great little way. It's good for mouth sores, good for metallic tastes, full of protein, Good, good for filling your stomach and gives you that nice, wonderful garlic breath. So if you ever don't want to talk to somebody who's bothering you, just <laughs> eat a lot of hummus, breathe no, real heavy at them. No, that's a bad idea right now. Everyone has masks on. They'll have to smell oh, yeah, their own garlic breath right now. You know, it's, it's funny because we've been doing everything online and we've been, you know, pretty much at home the whole time. So like, we don't have to wear a mask very often. So I forget yeah. that everyone else in the world is out there asphyxiating in their own garlic breath. Yes. So don't eat this if you have to wear a mask all day because it will make your breath stinky. Okay, the next one. This is way out there for some people. It's called pierogies. This was your mom's favorite. This is my mom's absolute favorite thing during chemo. And these are a really easy snack. They'd be very hard to travel with. I'll just be completely honest. You could do it. You need a microwave though, because you can't really serve them cold. But if you're home in between things, you could whip them up real quick. We do it all the time for lunch. So just so everyone knows what a pierogi is before we start trying to sell it to you. <laughs> it's a dumpling, right? Like a traditional German or Polish style dumpling, you know, almost like a, like a ravioli. Except instead of being full of meat, it's actually full of potatoes and cheese. and cheese and cheese and potatoes, which are two of the greatest mm. things on earth. Um, little dip in a little sour cream sell and a little hot sauce. Oh, buddy. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that's the sauce. It's all about that sauce. Like what's that Korean hot sauce, gochujang sauce. I'm not even sure if that's how I pronounce it, but we've been eating it with this Korean spicy, savory fermented hot sauce, like half and half and the sour cream. Half sour cream, half so gochujang, unbelievable. Just good. changes your life. Your whole world perspective changes after you have this sauce. <laughs> there's before this sauce and there's after this sauce in my we'll life. We'll have to but make anyways, a recipe for it and put it up. So there are, these, there are these potato dumplings and you literally saute them or you steam them. I recommend them sauteed or you can bake them off in the oven, which is how we've been doing it. They take like 10 minutes to make if you saute them, uh, boil them and then saute them yourself or they take like 30 minutes in the oven. Add a little bit of oil so they don't stick and they're fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. They're really savory, they're really light in your stomach. You know, like rice and potatoes are really easy to digest. This is one of those things that's really easy to digest. And my mom craved pierogies nonstop 
Um, and what I did for her was I took sriracha sauce and uh, sour cream and I made, a dip, made that dipping sauce the same way. You could also use like Louisiana hot sauce, but that sour cream and that hot sauce with the pierogi, because the pierogi doesn't have a lot of flavor, you can also season them, you can salt them, you can pepper them, that's what we do at home. A little bit of Old Bay seasoning. But what's great about them is they're fast, they're easy, they're good in your stomach, they're great for mouth sores, they're really easy to make. You can buy them frozen and pre-made. So easy it way take to a get in calories. It's a great easy way to get in a bunch of calories. I think eight is 500 calories, which is all I'm allowed to have for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's 480 and then it's like a little bit more for sour cream, I think yeah, is what I it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But anyway, so pierogies are great. They'd be hard to travel with. You could saute them or pre-cook them before. You just need access to a microwave because I can't promise they'd be any good cold. Maybe a little weird, like a little bit at room temperature. No, but in between things, if you're running home yeah. real quick or, you know, you you don't have the energy to make a full meal, yeah. they're a great fill-in. Right, and that's why... That's why they made the list. That's why they made the list, and that's why I made everything else, you know, said, hey, here's how you travel with it, right? Right. Okay, so the next one is one of my favorite things, absolute favorite things. It has been a classic on the website ever since we started. It was one of the first recipes I put into the Cooking for Chemo book, um, and it is bruschetta with ricotta and peaches, which, if you are a Sicilian, is bruschetta and if you're from america it's bruschetta <laughs> <laughs> pick away and say it pick like away that, yeah. i don't care i'm not here to judge you right so bruschetta with ricotta and peaches all the italians are cringing right now because i'm not pronouncing it correctly and i'm so sorry but basically what you do is you just take a nice piece of crusty italian bread seeded loaf even better slice it nice and thick take some good ricotta some spreadable ricotta and you spread it over like cream cheese on a bagel then you add a little bit of peach preserves on top of it, sprinkle of salt, sprinkle of pepper, dried oregano, bing, bang, boom. That is delicious. It is so good because the peaches are tart and they're sweet. The ricotta is creamy. The bread is warm and savory. Oh my gosh. It is one of my absolute favorite things in the entire world. Now, I would say the very first time you made this or even had this idea, I was like, I'm not eating that because it's just a little different. Yeah. You know, it's just a little off. And then I had it and I love it. Like I crave it sometimes. I'm like, we need to eat that again. Yeah, especially like in winter, we really like it in the winter. Yeah, it's great for breakfast. It's great as a snack. Oh, it's yeah. great as- Guys, the, you have you, not you lived- You can make it on the go. You have not lived until you've had this bruschetta and an espresso at the same time for breakfast. Like your life will be incomplete until you have this moment. And it's real simple guys, the recipes on the website. It's really easy to make. And again, this is a, I just want to point out again, like say you don't like peaches. Okay, yeah. substitute it for a different preserve. Yeah, any kind of fruit will work. Apricots, cherries, mangoes, anything. Yes, these are ideas to get your juices flowing about things you can do and substitute and create to help you. Exactly, because that's what cooking for chemo's all about is adapting to your new and changed circumstances. Exactly. Relearning your palate, relearning your preferences. And it's fun. Cooking is fun, it's exciting. Anybody can cook, even if you burn water like Jesse. <laughs> Not anymore, I've been learning a lot from you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Well, I think that's it. Yes, that's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Before we end the show, we wanna say thank you to everyone that helps to make Cooking for Chemo's online resources free. And if you'd like to help support Cooking for Chemo, simply visit our website and click on the support CFC button located at the top of every page on cookingforchemo.org. You can also support us by purchasing a copy of our Gourmand Award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo. And after that was a tongue twister, but I said it anyway. You got a I, lot of lines. I, you keep I saying, do. I want more lines. <laughs> I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.